0: Welcome back to the Blind Side Rewind. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Timmerman, joined once again by my good friend Justin Baxley. What's up, buddy?
1: Uh, not much, man. Jet setting and uh, Rolex wearing or whatever Rick Flair says. I've been busy the last few weeks. Um, we haven't you know, recorded together since the premiere. We haven't. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy couple weeks for both of us, uh, both doing some vacationing, and planning around spring breaks. Uh you know and so that is that a camp pop? i sounds like a like camp pop, folks i could you, be said wrong. Spring,
0: you said spring break so i just felt like it was the right time
1: it was the right time um yeah so we've both been planning around spring breaks and and it just kind of fell at the beginning of survivor season like i'd already planned a trip like two months ago and forgot that survivor existed to be honest when i when i planned that out well uh, but, i mean that's the thing though
0: like survivor we love survivor but like life happens you know um and you know you had you had a trip I had a work trip um then I had a spring break trip we just been tripping we're all over the place maybe we're we've been to Florida we've been uh other parts of Georgia we're all over the place
1: we are we are I've been up to Atlanta you know I've you know a lot of a lot of places um but yeah so busy busy few weeks uh glad to be back though glad to be talking to you we Jeremy and I obviously don't just talk on here. Like, let me break the fourth wall now that and let everybody know. Jeremy and I are friends. And so we've kept yep. in contact the entire time. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about Survivor and, and different things. And we've kept up with our, you know, uh, games that we play for Survivor. But um, it's good to be back, man. How, how was your – did you have a good
0: uh, couple weeks uh, trip and, and such? I did. It's been busy. I drove – to the Orlando area. I actually got there last Wednesday night, so I didn't watch episode three like live. I, I had to watch it later, actually on my phone, because I was in the hotel room. And I realized because the, our our trip was Wednesday, we got down there Wednesday evening. Not long, it was about seven, so we 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 were at dinner when Survivor was on for a work conference down around the Disney area, and then stayed there Wednesday, Thursday, came home Friday. I knew that there was just no chance that I was going to be able to watch and record, um, you know, just spending time with family. And then on Saturday, my wife and I went to Atlanta to a wedding and stayed there Saturday night. And then yesterday, we took the whole family up to LaGrange, Georgia, to the Great Wolf Lodge. If you've never been there and you've got smallish children, it's a lot of fun. Um, A lot of slides, a lot of water rides. It's an indoor water park. The water is like 84 degrees. It's nice in there. It's um, just a good time, but uh, it was chaotic. I did watch Survivor this evening with my 10-year-old and my 7-year-old. Um, my 7-year-old, who will be 8 in a couple weeks, had a good question that's, that's Survivor-related. Uh, but before we get to that, I will say, I'm going to go ahead and say my beer, Justin. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm drinking on an Athena Paradiso. It's a uh, Berliner Weiss by Creature Comforts out of Athens. This Beautiful. one this one is blackberry and black curtain or black currant. that one i don't think i've had that one i've had it's good this- is that a new one uh yeah i mean it comes out every year this one might be new this year yes. um
1: more like a i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe it was like a raspberry or something a couple years I ago think,
0: I-, I think that was definitely their last year or the year before okay. um
1: that one was phenomenal uh of course, all the like they've got a couple Athena beers, right? And like, yeah, those... C-
0: creature comforts don't miss. Uh, I've never had a bad one by them. Um, Tropicalia is, is one of my go to's, and that's that's yep. the beer that uh, that Thor was drinking in uh, Endgame, I believe. Yeah, the one where he's
1: he's gotten thick and he doesn't know where he is and he's in the uh, he breaks the coffee cup or whatever.
0: Yes, that's that's that is that's the beer he's drinking in that one is is uh tropicalia and that's a that's a creature Comforts beer so it's a good beer but anyway my seven-year-old we're watching survivor and and they normally my boys normally watch probably the first usually the first segment or two uh before they have to go to bed um tonight we watched it at like seven because of course we're recording on thursday survivor was last night and my seven-year-old goes hey uh because I was explaining votes, because he was like, hey, what's what's a hidden immunity idol do? So I explained it to him, he was like, what happens if uh, they're a tribal council and there's one vote for every person? And honest to God, getting no, I tried to, like, dodge it. I was like, oh, well, yeah, there's, like, rules for what they do for tiebreakers. And he goes, yeah, but uh, what are they? <laughs> and I was like, God. uh... And Justin's yeah, well, been hearing... T- Justin's been hearing tales of Judah literally since he was born. Um, And so... I was like uh, buddy I honest to God don't know I have no idea what they do if there is a vote and um, there's a vote for every person I don't know
1: sometimes I forget how long I've known you because uh, right
0: forget, like I've
1: been I've known like the tales of Judah since he really was like a,
0: an infant yeah um, well he was about a year old he was a little more than because you came to the Telegraph in 16 as an intern right yeah, but we've met in fifteen, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I was working with uh, Daniel as a for practicum, in,
0: yeah, uh, starting in twenty fourteen. And if you know my kids, I think my sister's probably listening. You know that like tales of Judah is it's a totally different ball game, and Justin's been hearing them the whole time. So it was just one of those like I, I don't know, kid. I don't know what they would do. So Justin and I have have theorized what they would do, but um, if you know what they would do. Uh, like, if you've seen it in, like, a, maybe there's a season that Justin and I haven't seen or aren't recalling, or if there's, like, a foreign survivor where they had that happen, hit us up at Blindside Rewind on Twitter or find one of us on Facebook. Let us know because we're truly curious. Yeah, we we, we came up with a
1: couple ways that we think it could happen and, and, like, how they would solve it. One would be, like, if it's a three-person tribe, uh, it could things could get misconstrued and somehow they would all vote for one another. Jeremy, Jeremy and I both came up with, it's possible they just go straight to rocks, uh, which to me makes a ton of sense, by the way, of like, you know, if you guys couldn't get your stuff together, heading into this trouble to get,
0: if y'all are this to confused, one, <laughs> go yeah, to rocks.
1: Then, then a rocks is probably where you belong. The other option would be like, Jeff is like, Hey, if two of you can form an alliance right here on the spot and send the other person home, then go for it. But the only problem I have with that, and I'll say I do have a problem with that, is if you told me that, I'm going to jump up and be like, hey, me, you, let's make it happen. Like, I'm not letting anybody else talk before I go ahead and say, yeah, I want in on that that deal. I don't want to go to Rocks, me and you, let's... let's we, we're we about to form a, a dynamic duo to the end. You, I promise you, you will not have a better friend than me if we can avoid Rocks at a one, one in three chance.
0: I'm absolutely... I would, it does work. not matter... All right, and, and this is maybe a flaw in my Survivor game. Another thing, Judah asked tonight, he saw the, the Survivor casting call commercial come on. He was like, "That? are you going to go on Survivor? And I was like, I mean, I, I, I want to. What do you think? Should I do it? He's like, yeah, I want to see you on TV. Let's do it. Um, so, but this may be a flaw in my Survivor game because like, what we saw in Blood versus Water, Final Six, going to rocks, absolutely not. I'm avoiding rocks at all costs. And I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna tell them, you know, throw it out there because I know that's a Yeah, that's a way to wreck your game too, if you're like absolutely not going to rocks. I won't do it, not for you, not for him, not for any of y'all. I'm not going to rocks. I'm an, I'm am I'm a free agent. I know that's that's a bad thing to say. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I am going to be dodging rocks. Like there probably isn't an alliance I won't throw under the bus to avoid rocks.
1: Well, especially in that situation, though it's it's two two and one, two versus one. I'm not like I'm not waiting one second longer than I have to to say I don't care which one of you it is. I'm going with you. Let's make it happen. Yeah, first person or, to stand up. Let's go.
0: Or I'm standing up and saying, "You, me, let's go." Because the other thing about a three-person vote. You know, they're not going to let you be a tribe of two. So you're going to the merge anyway. All right. You know, like that, you know, the merge is happening next or some kind of tribal sort or something. So uh, I can do damage control later. Let's get out of here. Well, Uh, this is like what we came up with in that
1: scenario is the Shan, Ricard, Genie vote is if you're Shan and you voted for Genie and Genie voted for Ricard and Ricard voted for you, uh, at that point, like normally it would just be like you turn a card say hey, let's just go ahead and go back to our original plan and take genie out. but if I'm Shan, I have no
0: interest. The and- only person who voted for you is your ally. If your ally voted the way you you thought y'all were voting, it'd be over and we could move it'd, on. It'd be over.
1: So I would turn to genie and go, look, I realize I voted for you, but we were supposed to vote for you. But he didn't do that. You can reward him and let him through to the next round. That's fine. I get it. I voted for you. But the point here is, is he also is trying to scheme and, like, we can get rid of him. You can get me voted out of the next trouble, But, like, I'm working with you at this point. I'm ready to cut, cut my biggest ally because he tried to cut me. Yeah. yeah. Ricard would have probably been in the best spot there, though, I would think. Because he wouldn't have voted for Genie. And Jeannie would have to feel some level of like, well, Ricard did what he told me he was going to do. And so he would be kind of in the power spot because he would either have to come back to work with him or Jeannie would have to decide that, like, I got to vote with the person that voted against me in order to make this work. And I don't know that I can do that. So it would be easier for, I think, those two um, to probably work together than for it to go any other way. But again, you may all just... Yeah, just. like whoever's the first person to tell me, hey, let's work together. together. I'm doing it because I don't want to. Because that's the other thing, too. In that situation, Jeremy, I genuinely believe there would be like some level of panic from everybody trying to avoid rocks. So being the person to jump up and say, hey, I'm working with you. Let's take this person out. Let's go. There's some benefit to that because it doesn't give anybody time to think.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize. I'm sitting outside to record because I really want all my family to sleep. Because uh, the setup for Great Wolf Lodge, in case you don't know, uh, unless you spend a whole lot of money, the there's like a little kids room, but it doesn't have a door. It's more like a kids nook off of the main hotel room. So nobody slept real great last night. So I'm trying to let everybody sleep. So I'm recording outside, and there is some sort of loud springtime bug. So if you hear that, my apologies. It's yeah, just I it adds. Be-
1: Big dog, I I've been looking around my house trying to find what that was for the last ten minutes.
0: Yeah, dude, it's it's mine. It's it's in my house. It's in a tree. If you're listening to this, just pretend it's the ambiance. All right, that's that's what you got. We're um, at the Tribal Council together. That's we're cool. at Tribal Council. But to spin it forward to season forty-four, where we are, um, I'll go ahead and give us. We don't give a lot of score updates on uh, our fantasy game for our draft. You know, we did the drafty draft, and we don't give a lot of score updates. Quite frankly. I'm not going to throw Justin under the bus. But normally about now, I am molly this man. And it, I feel like a jerk bringing it up because I'm the one who keeps the score. And I'm normally molly him about this time. But um, I am winning 38 to 36. But, brother, it's only because I have had two different people find an idol and immediately use it because they were in trouble and they were correct. (laughs) Uh, Because uh, if not for Brandon and Josh playing their idols successfully, I would be in real trouble Um, because it is 38 to 36, but I have five people left and Justin has eight. The only person he's lost is Helen. I have lost Sarah. I have lost Bruce. I have lost Claire. I have lost Maddie. Um, so I am in real trouble. Justin is not in real trouble. The Um,
1: boy strategy has finally come through. The older lady strategy is finally coming through for me is what Yeah. 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 Listen, I've won once. Let let
0: let's clear that up. I have beaten Jeremy one time. No, you have, but this is normally the part because what you've done is you have done better at getting people who win immunities and things like that. And that's generally the when you come back and win is is later. Um, but right now, is normally normally we get to the merge. I've got a lot of people. You have a few people. And then my people go early after the merge, and it, it gets a little closer again. But not this re- basically time. basically
1: rely on getting one person to finale night or maybe two,
0: but winning a ton of immunities in between. Yep. Yep, not this year. You are killing me. Um, but I have gotten a couple of, like, ex- I've gotten a lot of extra points. Right. Whereas you are where you are because you have gotten nine points every week you got all nine people through the first week you got eight points and some sort of advantage find the second week eight points and some kind of advantage find the second week and then eight points and carson's idol tonight um so you have nine points every week for 36 i have i got like 14 the first week eight the second only got six last week uh i did get 10 tonight but that was all idols and idol plays. I just had the five people make it through. So uh, that kind of catches us up. Justin, I think you had a pretty good takeaway to start us off with tonight. Are you talking about the one where I feel like this season has been a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, and I have a hard time, like, parsing together. We both feel the same way. We didn't talk about it. We didn't discuss it, really, because we watched the episode separately on, like, random nights. But we kind of felt the same way that this season. I got to the end of the episode last week, and it, it part of the reason why I didn't campaign harder to to do a, a solo episode because you were traveling was I didn't really have a lot to say, and I felt that way again with this
1: episode. There just hasn't been, and for context, this isn't Jeremy and Justin becoming lazy with this with this podcast. I, I want to dispel that. Not that anybody. Listening, thinks that, but like it's not that we've gotten lazy with this podcast because I mean, there are episodes where Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, but we both have like eight takeaways and we have to trim that down to like three a piece,
0: or we um, get lucky and we both have eight takeaways, but like seven of them are the same takeaways,
1: right? And so it trims it down to like four or five takeaways total. Um, honestly, through the two episodes, I may only really have like two to three takeaways total between the two. Um, right just and and a lot of that centered around like who went home and who didn't go home and it feels more like a recap episode that we used to do before we got this format of takeaways because it just feels kind of like a drag um and i don't think it's the people like they feel like a pretty solid cast Uh, we we've said that but i don't know if it's the edit or if it's just because we have been so busy and we are a little more engaged when we watch together. um, But I genuinely just – it hasn't felt like there's been enough to make me want to like Not, – I'm not saying I'm going to stop watching, but there hasn't been a ton that if I was not a survivor purist, somebody that g- genuinely loves the
0: game, I don't know that there would be a lot to keep me around. Um, if this was my first season watching, like if I just – decided to watch survivor again or decided to watch survivor for the first time. I don't know that this is one where I would make it a Wednesday night appointment television thing. Yeah, this is more of a, like
1: I could see this being a season that like, if I wasn't doing this podcast with you and I wasn't like into the game of survivor as much as I am to have a podcast about it. Um, this is one that I might like let the whole season play out and then go back and watch the whole thing in one sitting. Right. Uh, it feels more like a binge season than a like watch it live season um, because I almost feel like when we get to the end of the season the season's gonna we're gonna
0: look back and go oh this wasn't too bad of a season. We're gonna we're gonna go uh like we liked last season and we saw like I don't like to toot our horn a lot but there were an awful lot of people who were just completely flabbergasted with Gabler winning. And it's not that we, you know, we didn't pick it. You know, we didn't predict no, him okay. to win. But at the same time, we talked all along, some of the things that eventually made him the winner are things that we saw all along. You know, there were lots of people that were very critical about Gabler taking out who was the person he took out at the merge. God, what was her name?
1: Somebody that you and I both felt like, uh what's her name? That's gonna bother me.
0: I'm gonna I'm looking back at our draft because I'll I'll know her name as soon as I see it. The one that kept um, him out, right? Yes. Oh gosh. It's not Maddie, but it's a name similar to that. Ellie. Ellie, yeah. It was Ellie. When he took her out at the merge, there were a lot of people like, what is he thinking? What is he doing? And you and I said he's doing exactly what he needs to. He made himself kind of low-key. He wasn't driving the boat. He wasn't dri- as soon as he got a chance to take out the person that he knew was trying to take out him. He, he took her out and he, and he kept his hands clean because he never told her he was trying to work with her. He never lied to anybody. He took out that person and it never washed back on him. And that became a trend of his. Um, yeah. and so it may be that we look back at this season later and go, "Oh man, they were really building something with Danny or they were really building something with, uh, jam jam or Carolyn or, or, or one of these people, you know? Um, but right now it just feels, I don't know. Um, I don't have it. When, normally, if somebody gets blindsided, or if or if somebody goes home, I have really strong feelings. The only one I really had strong feelings about was Helen. Um, yeah. And other than that, I just and, and Helen is the only person who's not on my team. By the way, that's going home, and she's the only one who I was Who I was like, oh man, that that sucks, man. Well, I hate that she went.
1: For me, like Helen was the one that you and I and so we play. If you're part of the Survivor fan jury uh, on Facebook. We play the Power Rankings game every year. Um, I've won it twice. Is that right, Jeremy? Yeah. That's the one game I'm good at. I'm bad at our Survivor Fantasy, but I'm really good at the Power Rankings. Uh, And not because I know who's going home or whatever, but, and Jeremy can attest to this, it's literally by, like, strategically through the, uh, the tribal phase of, like, ranking the individual tribes based on, like, who most likely to go home or most likely tribe to go out and then taking the most likely from that tribe, putting that at the bottom and then kind of stacking it like that until you get to the top where it's the least likely tribe to go home along with the least likely person from that tribe. Yeah. Um, so I'm normally really good at that, at this portion of the game and it helps me kind of either build a lead or stay in it long enough because typically Jeremy and I are really good when we get down to like six people we can oh all, yeah we can almost pick and plot so for us in the power rankings game it's kind of like all you got to do is have jeremy and i in the top 2 or 3 coming into the final week and jeremy and i are going to have a really good chance of winning because we're probably going to either and there's a lot of horn tooting going on right now but we're just tooting horns left and right baby yeah uh but typically that means we're going to lock in almost the maximum amount of points at final six so it's really about kind of staying in it. And, and this was the first time maybe in the last two seasons where you and I both kind of got like absolutely rocked in terms of
0: points. Uh, by an early exit with Helen. I normally have one of those about this time every year. That's why I'm never in the lead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I do really good work after the merge and I really, I climb up the rankings after the merge, but I can't ever win because I have a Helen every year. You just joined me in a Helen this this time. So this is my first
1: ever Helen. Uh, I've never had, I've never experienced this except for, was it the first boot? Was it two years ago where I had it was the
0: person, is it Jackson, that didn't actually get voted off? Uh, I'm so mad. I, it's the only time I ever accused of somebody of cheating in that game because there was no way – I stand by this. There was no way you could watch the pregame press. There's no way you could even – I could have even let you watch like 80% of that first episode, and there's no way you would have thought Jackson was going home. And yeah. somebody, somebody in that game had them like – had Jackson either 16th or 15th, had him or no, 17th or 18th. Last. Yeah, had them last or had them next to last because that that first episode was a double elimination. And yes. so they got the person who Jackson was either 17th or 18th. And they had Jack and they had the other person 17th or 18th. And I just know that person saw a boot list. There's no way you could have predicted Jackson going home first.
1: And I want to say those people, like at least two of them, quit. Uh, like two weeks later, because they claimed they saw a bootless dead.
0: yeah uh, and because like, cause the I other thing about that that we correctly predicted is we looked and Jackson was on the tribe with Jonathan and yeah. Lindsay. and we looked and said, well, that tribe's not gonna lose immunity, so it's not gonna matter. And that tribe didn't lose immunity. The only person that went home from their tribe before the merge was Jackson on an, on a medevac.
1: Yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> I thought Mariah or somebody was on that tribe. That's too.
0: a different. That's a different season. That's
1: a different season. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, they had similar colors.
0: <laughs> they uh, did. They do uh, the same colors every year. It's just different tribes. Different okay. tribes.
1: Who knew? Who knew? Uh, but anyway, uh, no, like, like, but in that particular game, like, I've never experienced a Helen situation because even that season, I ended up winning. If I'm not mistaken. That was my first win. I think you did. I think I won. Oh, so, like. I had Jackson at, like, nine, and I had the other person at, like, 16. So, like, I got I almost nailed it, but then, like, the nine, like, really brought me down. But nine out of 18 is not terrible, like, in the grand scheme of things. Like, it it is not terrible. We got, like, four from Helen. Oh, yeah. I had I had Helen as fourth. Yeah. I, well, I think I copied you. Uh, that, might, that might be why I got my first Helen. Um, <laughs> Don't copy me early. No, well, I'm realizing that now. I copied you a lot last year after the merge. That's, you that's when you want to copy me. Uh, but I copied you. But like I moved some pieces around because it was getting close to like the deadline. But I moved pieces around. I looked at Helen at four, and I was like, man, Jeremy's got a good read on this season because Helen ain't going nowhere. And then you messaged me because I didn't get to watch it live. I was like, who went home? And you were like, I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with
0: Melon. <laughs> <laughs> no i gave you a gif where somebody was saying the name helen and you were like oh, oh it. yeah that's what it was <laughs>
1: but point being like we normally have a pretty good read on the seasons and we do decently well enough in the early stages helen was a true shock for us um and so but outside of the helen one and outside of the crazy first tribal where People were playing advantages, and one person went home on one void, on oh, one void, on one boat. Uh, I just there hasn't been a ton of excitement for me, and I don't know what that is. But maybe, maybe we're heading towards uh, when we get to the merge, or maybe when we get to final six, we're gonna look back and go, eh, "This wasn't a bad season." Well, it's, it's truly how I feel about Rick's season too, for what it's worth. Like that's a fun season to binge binge watch. Um, I don't know if you've ever gone back. Like, I guess you, you did. You binge watch that one, or did you uh, did you watch it live? I
0: watched it live. It was. I enjoyed it live. Okay. Um, now, but that's another one. That season, quite honestly, if it weren't, it's it's so funny because I think Edge of Extinction is terrible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like it. But if not for Edge of Extinction. I don't know that I finished that season because, right, because Rick- I, was wa- I was watching Rick. I had not watched Survivor in years. I want to say in the single digits is when I stopped watching Survivor because I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. I went to college. My parents, you know, I watched with my parents some, but, like, I was off at college. I wasn't watching Survivor on Wednesday nights. Um, And I wasn't watching anything on TV live ever. That just wasn't. Um, and this was kind of before I went to college, from two thousand four to two thousand eight, where DVR—I—I—I I, I sound like I'm talking about walking uphill both ways in the snow, but DVR wasn't something everybody had from two thousand four to two thousand eight. It existed for part of that time, but most people didn't have it. So if you didn't watch it live, you just didn't watch it, and you had to go um, buy the DVDs. You had to go buy the DVDs, and that wasn't happening because I just—I wasn't that invested. So. Fast forward to 2018 or whatever that was when 38 came out. It was 2019, I guess. 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. Um, I covered it for the Telegraph, so it had to have been end of 18, early 19. I think that's when it was, actually. Um, I think it was the season that that ran through December that year. But either way, Rick's on there. I knew Rick. I watched it. If that's a regular season, when he gets voted out, I stop watching because I wasn't invested in the rest of that season. I was invested in Rick. And because of the edge of extinction, I knew, he. but even if they had done like a surprise thing where we think he goes home and then surprise, they're back. I don't, I might have jumped back in when he, when he came back, but I only kept watching because he was on the edge of extinction and he had a chance to come back in. Um, I mean, look, Rick Devins is the reason we have this podcast. Um, not
1: because he told us to do it. Um, That would that would be cooler. Um, No, because I covered the event like as an event for the newspaper, watched the finale was like, oh, dude, Rick's playing really well. Uh, Decided a couple weeks later because I was big into Big Brother at the time. And I was like, let me try. You know what? I'm bored. I've got Paramount Plus so I can go back and watch. uh, I can watch the old uh, uh, Big Brother season. Let me just go back and watch all of, Rick it's, or all... all of Rick's season. And it's bingeability. I don't know if that's a word, but I just made it one. Its bingeability is really high now because, like, imagine watching what Rick did over the course of that season, right? And not having to wonder, like, oh, is he going to win the Edge of Extinction thing back in? Like, imagine being able to do that in one sitting. That's an action packed season of watching Rick Devlin's. Like, yeah. Because you're watching it back to back to back to back, and he's always doing something. And, like, he was the reason for me to watch it. And so, like, and I had the benefit of knowing that Rick was the person that got to come back in the game. I didn't know if he was going to win or not, but I had the benefit of knowing he was coming back in the game. And so I watched it, you know, in probably two days. Like, I watched the whole season because it was really good on bingeability. And I have to wonder if that's where we're headed with this season, where if you were new to Survivor, this is not the right season to start on. But, like, if you start building up to it, like, if you had watched last season and then decided, um, you know, I'm back for it again, you, you may be able to kind of truck through another episode or two. But this it feels like one where I'm going to want to go back and watch the season over again. And uh, that
0: brings us to uh, my first takeaway. Hey. Segway. Oh, I stole his gimmick. I did it. Gimmick infringement, baby. Um, as I told you, I was at the Great Wolf Lodge water park with my children and my two and a half year old daughter, um, would go on slides that she was far too small for. And I would watch her and it was the kind of slide where it was kind of swirly and it was open on the top so I could see her go down the slide as I was at the top. And it was comical because she starts off sitting up and then she would fall down and she'd be on her back and she's straight up starfish spinning down the slide. Who knows if she's going to hit the bottom right side up, upside down, who knows, but she's going to get there. And Justin, I feel like that's where we're going with Carolyn, that she is going to get to the end and we're going to have no idea how she got there because she should have gone home when Helen went home. Like, she was the right vote, I feel like. They had the right read. Hey, she's costing us in challenges. She's the reason we ha- we're here. We're going to tribal tonight. She's chaotic. We can't rely on her. Let's vote her out. And then someone, Jam Jam, in the first episode, goes, hey, you know what? I'm not going to vote with her. Or I'm not going to vote for her. I'm going to vote with her. And then, tonight... They go back to tribal. And they, they've gone to tribal another point, too. Who, they sent home. Oh, was Bruce on their tribe? Perhaps. Is that is, 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 is that the reason they only had four tonight? Hold on. Let me look. That I think, right. I, I wasn't going to look earlier because I was still watching it, but when they got to tribal with four, that is literally the point at which I went, wait a second, there's only four people on that tribe. Um, Bruce on Tika. Well, I can just look at the contestants. I'm there. Uh, it was Bruce.
1: Bruce, Helen, Sarah, and
0: Yam Yam are all on Tika. And Carson. Bruce. Where's his name on this list? Am I just name- watching it? Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All, right. all right. All right. So he's on Tika. Yeah. So they've only went to tribal once. That was when they voted out Helen. And Carolyn was the right choice. But Jam Jam just had to work with Carolyn and Carson just had to work with Carolyn and they had to get tricky. And then that tribe went back to tribal tonight. Why? Because Carolyn sucks at challenges. But if she survives to the merge, people who suck at challenges don't get voted off at the merge. The first time it was that little ring over the top of that pole, and she was just throwing it up and it wouldn't come and it kept coming back down. Throw it up, coming back down. Rural. She takes she takes off her pants. Why is she taking off her pants? Who knows? but she's taking off her pants, and she's throwing things up in the air, and she can't get it. Tonight, it was that she could not get within the same zip code as one of those big banners with the shot. Now, could we be building to the fact that, all right, now they only have three. It's Jam Jam. It's Josh now because of something I'm going to get to later if you don't get to it. Because Brandon – or not Brandon, uh, Jam Jam, Josh, and – um. Carolyn are the only people left on that tribe. So will they do a tribe sort or will just those three go back? But if those three go back, Carolyn sees that. um, I don't know. I don't know what to do because I kind of feel like she's just going to keep spinning out of control all the way down this slide until she gets to the end. And at that point, will they look back and go, I don't know how she did this, but she did it and we're going to give her a million dollars.
1: You know, but that is that is actually not a, a terrible way for her to win. Like it's the past. She completely
0: botched the cage thing. We still don't know if she's right about the because she and Danny both she and Danny have different perceptions as to what which piece of their idol find from the bird cage is the real idol and which is the fake. Right. He said the coin was the fake. She said the coin was the real, I think. Either way, they both had a coin and a string of beads. And they said that the, they said opposing pieces were the real idol. I don't know which one of them is correct. (laughs) And is that how she goes home? Like, is that the thing that at some point she's going to play? Because I thought the right move for her tonight was to play the idol. Right. And she didn't. It worked out because they did actually vote for, for Josh. And Josh uh, bamboozled him, played his idol for himself, even though he said he was going to play it for Carolyn. Played it for himself, and he was right. Canceled out two votes. Uh, it's the only reason I still have a lead in our fantasy game is that, that he did it. But, like, she just seems like somebody who keeps making mistake after mistake. Tonight she does the goofy X thing where she – Puts out what she says is a fake idol. Um, Sarah thinks she goes home with an idol in her pocket, which is funny. And I forgot that because of how tired I am. So when Sarah in the po- in the post vote thing was talking about going home with an idol in her pocket, I was like, "Where'd you get an idol from?" <laughs> <laughs> because I thought she was referring because she's the one who got the uh, the inheritance thing, right? Yeah, where you could inherit everything that was plate or whatever and that yeah and so i thought she was talking about i was like girl what are you talking about and i just remembered that's the thing she was talking about she was talking about that fake idol that carolyn gave her um or or was that the real idol we don't know did a real idol actually get flushed uh i don't think so
1: unless i'm completely misinterpreting i know the inheritance thing went away carolyn carolyn and josh voted together right yeah and then Jam Jam and Jam Jam and Sarah voted for Josh. Josh and Carolyn voted for Sarah. And then they, well, but Carolyn like helped lead that, right? Of like, hey, let's vote. But she she was kind of a driving force a little bit, right? No, she was. She wanted to vote
0: for Sarah, but remember, if if Carolyn is wrong, if Carolyn somehow read her note wrong, and she held on to the fake on accident. And accidentally gave the real to Sarah. Sarah did go home with an idol. Oh yeah. Because hm. that's what I was saying: is that Danny said the coin was the real and the string of beads was the fake. And Carolyn said the stri- the, the coin was re- No, the string of beads was real and the coin was the fake, or vice versa. And so, like they said opposite pieces. Now, one possibility, and this is something that was that I thought about. I can't remember if I said it on the our last our last episode that I recorded by myself. I think I did. Um, and then Riley said it on a, on Tyson's podcast. If you listen to that, it's possible that production did that on purpose. That one of those birdcage idols, the pieces were switched, mm. so th- to create chaos. If any of those pieces got to the merge. You'd have people go, no, 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 that's the fake. That's not the real. Don't worry about it. If, uh, if, uh, if she's got the coin, the coin is the fake piece. So you're fine. And then come to find out, no, that's the real idol. You have the fake, and it just creates chaos. That's possible. But I think it's equally possible that Carolyn just got confused. And wouldn't that be fantastic? Wouldn't not because I hate Carolyn. I think she's fine. I she does get on my nerves. Tonight was okay because we didn't see very many conversations where Carolyn was actually speaking. But when she is talking a lot, I cannot – the way she talks where I – and then – and we – and I jump. And and she just like skips from sentence to sentence. I know I do that sometimes. I try not to do it on the podcast. She does it in every conversation, and it makes me want to jump through my television. But – I don't hate her, but, like, wouldn't that be such a poetic way to go home? Is that, like, she misread her idol and put a real idol back out there and then voted that person out? Like, she's the one who voted Sarah out, and so Sarah went home with her idol. And then what if Sarah told Jam Jam that she had an idol? So Jam Jam is the only person who knows... That that real idol is back out there. Production don't care. Production puts that real idol back out there the same way they did on Brandon's tribe that Matt found or Matthew found. And so Cham Jam goes out there finds the idol. Carolyn and Brand or Josh don't think to go look for it because Carolyn says, "Nah, I've got the real idol right here." Hmm. Well, Wikipedia, so, what's worth,
1: Wikipedia. I don't know where we're if we're we're using that. It does say that, that Sarah had the fake idol. Okay. So okay, if that's correct, then it worked out for Carolyn, but I, I agree with you. I like <laughs> she could have caused a whole lot more chaos in the game on accident uh, than than needed to be. and it look, maybe that's where we're headed is that she comes across as goofy and like messing everything up and being bumbling and ruining the challenges. But what if it's all strategic? <laughs> because remember, more times than not. The tribe that goes to tribal a ton in a season like this, where it's you get down to a, like three folks from this one tribe are they're kind of held together because they don't have any other choice. What if all of a sudden like those three
0: go to the merge and run things? Well, in this and in this particular season, this is something we'll talk about at some point whether whether it's your takeaway or mine, because of the events of tonight, when that happens, and now you have Carolyn, Josh, and um, Jam Jam, potentially, they also have Carson, who was working with Jam Jam and Carolyn. Mm-hmm. So he'll have a good read on it if, if, let's say, if those three don't go back to tribal and all three of them go to the merge. Carson will have a good read on like either how to fix it or whether he wants to go with Carolyn, or whether he wants to go with Jam Jam, whether he wants to go with Josh, you know, if, if there's a fracture or if they come together. Um, because the good news is Jam Jam didn't vote for Carolyn. So that that relationship can still be repaired. Well, Carson also has relationships on this new truck, mm-hmm. And like Carolyn and Jam Jam and Carson worked together. They were the ones who, go- who sent Ellen home.
1: Those three. Then-
0: Theoretically, those three could be
1: like how it works. Like the three of them could work together and go
0: to the end. And the other thing, and they, and they, they've already got inroads with Josh, and and we saw tonight Carson making inroads with people, and him. so cool. they've already got the connections there to pull together a pretty pretty decent little little group. Well, and the other thing too, though, is is like
1: with Josh specifically they've made him go ahead and use his idol tonight. And so now he's uncovered. And so Carolyn and Jam Jam could go together and take him out. If we go to a a three, a three person tribe, Uh, obviously Carolyn and Josh could work together again. Uh, Or, you know, like Josh may not, Josh could be the odd man out here because like we've seen Jam Jam and Carolyn work together. We've now seen Carolyn and Josh work together and Jam Jam could be the odd person out. Carolyn may be in the best spot of all three. Because she's yeah. worked with both of them. And hasn't really burned a bridge with either of them. And she got Josh to spend
0: his idol. So she can be more of a free agent. And Carson I- goes over to Ratu. Makes a connection. We saw him making a connection with Matthew. Who is a really savvy player. And Matthew has kind of a tie with Brandon. who is a Who is a meat shield. So you've got a nice little core there of a pretty dominant alliance that can kind of run to the final six together. Yeah,
1: I mean, and we like that to me is where where we talked about a minute ago. That's where this could be one of those seasons where you look back and like, oh, all right. Well, if that's the case, then yeah, I understand why it was a slow. We're about to see one of the most dominant alliances just dominate the game, and but we had to set up to that. We had to see the trials, the tribulations the boring part to get to the point where they just start picking people off. And maybe that's where we're headed is we're about to see one of the best alliances in survivor history with jam jam, Josh Carson and Carolyn. And, you know, one or two other folks like that could be it. Like we, we, we may be talking about them similar to what we were talking about with the blood versus water trio. Um, where they just kind of run the game and kind of make the rest of the season, you look back and go, oh, okay, yeah, well, that makes sense. Now we see why Brad had to go. We see why Jerv's, uh, Jerv's uh, niece, niece had to go. Uh, we see now why Tyson's girlfriend had to go. Like We see where all that had to come together for them to realize like what was going on. same thing can happen here. And I really think, man, I really think Carolyn may be in the best spot. Because she's yeah. gonna be, if she gets to the merge, she's gonna be the least of that that group that you would want to send home because you think you can beat her. But she's also kind of low key building a little bit of a resume because she's working with everybody and her social skills she'd be working. Like to me, she she could be in the best spot of anybody left in the game if she plays it right and doesn't annoy them as much as she annoys Jeremy.
0: Yeah, and it really is, it's one of those things like she's great TV, but like I just know interacting with her in person would drive me crazy. Um, I hated tonight's uh journey. I thought I I just I hated it so much. Um I don't like that they had no choice to make. I, I spoke because the was the first did we talk about the first journey or was the first journey on the second episode? We talked about the first journey. Was So it was on the premiere? It was. Okay. I, I already didn't like that there was really no, like, strategy to that, really. It was just, hey, pull the thing out of a bag. And if you pull the good thing out, it's like, hey, I got the good thing. I can stop. And if you pull the bad thing, it's like, well, I've already lost my vote. I might as well pull one more time and hope that I get it, right? Now it's 50-50. Um, this was even worse. They just go and they get an idol. And then they switch tribes, which I already don't like. The small tribes. I wish we would go back to two tribes of nine to start the game. Um, I, I just I I like the large tribe dynamics better than the small tribe dynamics. I think the game flows nicely, and I've talked about this before. I think the game flows better when you have tribes of two tribes of nine, two tribes of 10, they whittle down to roughly two tribes of six, and then they balloon out to 12. And so you never get that small tribe dynamic. People have to really build big relationships. You can't just build a friendship of three and run shop on your, uh, to the merge, which is what you can do. If they're doing, which is what they've done for like four seasons now, three tribes of six, and they don't really merge, they don't really, uh, or they don't really do tribe swaps uh, in the tra- traditional sense. They don't, you know, go from three tribes down to two. You can really, if you make a friendship of three people, you can run your entire tribe and get all the way to the merge. I like the bigger tribes where you have to work with five people to get to the merge. Um, and then you have to work with five or six people at the merge, and you really never get to those small vote dynamics mm-hmm. where three where three people can win or three people can run the game until you're almost to the finale. Yeah. Um, so I already don't like the small tribes. And then tonight you get somebody swapped into a new tribe, which completely wrecks what's going on, maybe. Or you have a situation like what you would have had on um, – the green tribe. Is that Tika? No, Tika is not green. Soka. What you would have had on Soka, they were going to vote off. Um, who switched from Soka to Tika? They were going to vote off Josh. They had already decided that we saw that. And then when Jamie switched over, they were just going to vote Jamie off. But she's got an idol. So she probably, she thinks she has two idols. So she's definitely playing one of them because she's the new person. So if Soka goes to tribal, Jane play her idol and then pick one of those people to vote off. Mm -hmm. Because you've got two idols and you're on a new tribe. Why wouldn't you play one? Now, what's funny is if she plays the fake one, finds out it's fake, and then goes, Well, I'm just gonna play the real one. Like there's she's obviously going to go to Jeff and hand him one of her idols there. Um, because it's, it it expires too. That's the, it was just, I didn't like the mechanic. I didn't like how they went to new tribes with an idol in hand and it expired. So they were just going to play it. Josh is of course going to play his idol tonight. He happened to play it correctly on himself, but I just, I like, and I think that's why I can't get attached to this season is because none of it seems to matter. They're all on new tribe, or three of them are on new tribes now, which means they're all on new tribes now. The dynamics completely changed. Nothing that happened in the first three episodes really matters. Um, and then they're going to merge in like two two weeks, yeah. our time. Um, yeah. I, I didn't love it because I, I at least if you're going to get if you're going to get an idol and a new tribe, I at least and then one of them in this case it was Josh got sent to the journey because he was the odd man out. So, if you're going to hand the odd man out a new tribe and an idol, they ought to have to do something for it. Yeah. Something I'll throw out
1: is that I just, when I look at this season, I think you're right. I think it's one of those things where it's not going to matter until it matters, if that makes sense. Right. Like, and there's a possibility it'll never matter. Right? Like, we keep assuming that like the season is just going to catch up with itself and all the stuff is going to make sense. And like, but, but there's a chance it doesn't. And then we're just going to look back and be like, this is a really awful season. Um, I, I I'm holding out hope because of how good two of the last se- three seasons have been. And the third one wasn't bad. Like the la- last season was not a bad season. It was a mid-level season compared to the other two, but it was still good this season does not feel that way. And if it doesn't pick up around the merge or like where those, like we were talking about just now where those people come back together, if that doesn't happen and it ends up just not mattering and we get a free for all for the rest of the way, I just, this is not going to be a good season for, for, for survivor. And I, I hate that, which brings me to like a, a mini takeaway, not really a takeaway, but it's, it's a mini takeaway within your takeaway is that the medevac, maybe, maybe that's where, things are kind of going haywire um, as to why they had to do this early swap thing. Like, do you think that was the reason why they did it? Is they they felt like they didn't have a choice? Or,
0: I mean, I can't really get a... But but I don't know where one person getting swapped when the... I would think that if production... If we felt like the Purple Tribe just... Losing Bruce, they just didn't have enough strength, and that's why they were getting mollywopped in every, uh, and and mostly you know in two of the three immunity challenges or whatever, three of the four, however many they've they've gone. Um, if maybe they did it, and surprisingly, <gasps> Brandon got swapped over to their tribe. Yeah, you know, like if there was something like that, or if or if Soka lost somebody, um, because they haven't gone to tribal yet, have they? I
1: don't think so.
0: Um, if, if Sokka lost, if, if they did a quote unquote random draw, no, Soka did go, uh, Claire. So uh-huh. everybody's lost somebody, but it, it, if Sokka had to go and, uh, Danny got moved to the purple tribe, uh, randomly quote unquote, but in this case, they let the winning tribe pick who goes. So they weren't even in control of how that was going to go. And then they weren't in control over who was going to draw what buff um, it was
1: almost—they so really set it up for to make it worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just gonna get worse, and so I just I don't I don't like it. I I like when the tribes like when we see something like in token genes where tribe dynamics really mattered. That's why JT and Fishbach got to the end because that black tribe was they were super dominant. Um in the, in the tribe phase, they won. Even though JT was on the other tribe, they won a lot of tribal immunities. But they, they were dysfunctional as all get-out. And so when it got to the merge, it was easy for Steven and JT and Taj to worm their way in and pick up people from the other tribe and just start picking off uh, Tibura, Was that the name of it? Timbura. Yeah. And just pick off members of Timbura left and right because... Uh, that other tribe didn't like Sierra and they didn't like, and and Tyson was a bit of a jerk and it was easy to get work people against coach. And, and it was next thing, you know, those three and what was her name? The girl, Aaron, those three and Aaron were the final four. Because Aaron was the first person who didn't get along with Tim Burra to go get locked in with Taj and Steven and JT. Yeah. And, Tribe dynamics mattered so much in those kind of seasons. And I'm not even like an Justin can attest, I'm not a diehard old school survivor guy. I'm not one of those people. But in those, even as recently as 38 and 39, yeah. those two, those tribe dynamics, and 40 was a two, you know, two tribes of 10 to start with, but there was so much old blood and old history and old rivalries and connections that, um, there was just a lot more to that season, but even in 38 and 39, where it was two tribe seasons, those tribe dynamics mattered, you Once know, it, when Rick, yeah. when Rick, go I,
1: thought, ahead. Yeah, I thought it was three in 38. Was it three to start with? Yeah. Remember it was the three returnees. It was Joe Aubrey and David, and they each got sorted on the trial with newbies. You
0: right? know what? You might be right now that you're, now that you're mentioning oh, that. Wentworth too. Was it four tribes? There were four. It was yeah, that's what it, was. it was two tribes. It was uh two and two. Okay, that's what it was. And I then forgot. they split. And then they
1: split out into three tribes, three. I believe. Rick went, Rick went home on when they split out to three, right? Or did I make that up? I man made that up.
0: <laughs> no, he 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 got switched out into uh, Lesu. He was on a Lesu yeah. tribe, and then and then he went home with um, Wentworth David right wentworth Wardog, Lauren and it was it was five five of them Hold on so that would have been three right the, yeah they they've got Rick listed twice on Wikipedia because of the because of him coming back into the game but yeah it was the lesson f- uh five it was uh, David Wright Kelly wentworth, Wardog, Lauren and Rick and Wardog Lauren and um wentworth. Immediately teamed up and voted out Rick um, because that that tribe lost immunity because War Dog is terrible in immunity challenges. Um, and anyway, but yeah, they were two tribes and split out into three when they got down to fifteen people. Um, right.
1: I, knew was, I knew the I knew the three tribes caused some kind of chaos in that season. I yeah, and I'm why.
0: fine with that because what actually happened was. Um, Wardog, Lauren, Wentworth, all five of them were originally on Manu. Mm. And mm. Manu was terrible. They lost Reem, Keith, Underwood, back to back to back. Um, and so when they resorted, all five of them ended up on the same tribe, but it was new. It was called Lesu. Um, and so again, those mm. early tribe dynamics mattered. Lauren, um, Wardog and Wentworth had formed a bond and so they voted out Rick. In these seasons, you've only got six people to start with. All you need to make is two friends and again, I mean, it's kind of a, kind of seem hypocritical because that's all they had to do. Um, but you, all you have to do is make three friends and you can get all the way to the merch.
1: The difference though is, Jeremy, when they made their two friends, they still had to survive in the first, the first part of it when they were monitored, Right. right. Like you have to get, navigate your three, at least through the first two votes. You have to get, get other
0: people to, you have to get other people to vote with you to start with.
1: Right. Which happened to be Rick and David. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. And so then you had to turn, like figure out which group was going to turn on who, because remember the reason Rick went home is because he and David tried to get Wardog to take out Kelly. And, Kelly he Wardog ran back to Kelly and told her, or sorry, ran back to Wentworth, uh, and
0: Wentworth took, took him out. Well, but, but actually, it was the vote um, before that. It was, they were going to vote out Kelly, and they t- don't tell anybody. And especially, don't tell Wardog. And Chris immediately went to Wardog, and so yeah. David and Rick flipped and voted with them to take out Chris, but they were immediately like, "We can't trust Rick. We can't trust Rick and David because they were going to take out Kelly." Right. Um. And so then it's ironic that Chris is the reason that Rick got voted out, and then Chris beat won the million dollars because he beat Rick and Fire. Um. But anyway, I I just I, I I just feel like they set it up more and more each season. Where these early tribe phase, the early tribe phase just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of bonds you create because they're going to flip it around, um, and they're and then you even have times where they're going to let it whittle down to two people, like they did with um, Shan and Ricard, and so you're only going to take two people to merge, which never would have happened. When I mean, we saw them resort in the first in or in uh Kageon. We saw them resort those those tribes when it got down to three or four that's Man. when they did that's when they did a tribe swap and merged it into two tribes was when um the green tribe was so terrible they had lost jatea they had lost that big dumb dude what was his name i don't even remember and they had lost david of uh, the guy that worked for the marlins and so it got down to um, up, dude. the big dumb one garrett garrett that's who yeah. they lost He's like a poker player or something. He must have been terrible at it. It got down to Spencer, Tasha, and Cass were the only three and that's when they did a tribe uh, they merged it from three tribes down to two in Kagion. But now they'll let you get down to two. So it, I I just I don't know it. I when I heard the way that that summit, they called it a journey. When I heard the way that summit tonight was working, I just kind of went, "Really?" Uh, yeah, not, 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 not great uh,
1: in my mind, and I,
0: yeah, I mean, I, and I think they could have saved it by not making that idol expire. Now, one, that's too many idols in the game, and that's why they made it expire. But make it to where Josh is thinking, you know what? Maybe I should ride this out. I've got Carolyn. I think we might have one other person. Um, I've got Carolyn on my side, and I think they're gonna vote for Carolyn anyway. So I'm just gonna play this out and not play my idol. But because it expires anyway, you you might as well go ahead and play it because you're unsure you're on a new tribe. I don't know. It just – it felt like a forced blindside, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't like that. I don't like gimmicking the television experience, and that kind of feels like what they did tonight is they gimmicked the television experience to make it to where there would be a blindside. No matter which tribe was went going to tribal, there was going to be a blindside because – the new person was going to play their idol and then they were going to vote out. The one I, I wanted to see Soka go because mm-hmm. they were going to vote for Jamie and she was going to play her idol because she had two, she thought, and she was going to get to handpick who went home. Mm-hmm. And that would have been fun television. But like you've again, you've gimmicked the television experience.
1: Yeah. And I don't love that. I mean, we, we've talked about that before. It was the, uh, you you didn't like the hourglass uh, twist because you felt like lying to the people and gimmicking the television experience to some degree. Um, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think that I think that's spot on um, in terms of like what what was wrong with these first few episodes. And like to me, maybe this is maybe this is just me big brain and everything. Tim full hat. Maybe they feel like they have to gimmick it because the season's not as great. I, potentially. I don't know. Um, maybe this is just not as fun a season as the last two or three have been. And they feel like they have to kind of do some gimmicky things to get things rolling and maybe get some action brewing. Which is very disappointing considering how action-packed the premiere was. Yeah. Uh, they gave me so much hope. And then... The last couple episodes have been like they pulled the rug out from under me.
0: Yeah, and, and I think some of it may be not on production. Some of it may be that because of how quickly all three bird cages got so- sorted out. Yeah. Um Maybe they had some drama. That might be it. Maybe they had some drama related to that. They were hoping that it wouldn't be as quick they, that it would be more like maybe 41 where it took everybody a while to get the three phrases said. And there was some drama where like this person still doesn't have a vote because they found the, um, beware advantage on episode one and the third tribe still hasn't found theirs. So there's some drama there. Maybe they were hoping there would be some drama with this birdcage and instead, all three bird cages were opened and dealt with during the first episode or maybe the second episode, but it was early. Maybe, maybe that's what it is, is that they, they had more drama planned around those bird cages and it just didn't, didn't materialize. Um, And then even tonight, Carolyn manufactured some drama and that drama just disappeared. We think. Well,
1: (laughs) something I'll say when we, when you look back at seasons and they... they I, I appreciate them trying to advance the game and coming up with new twists and stuff. some degree, maybe that's, what, that's where they're failing. And I promise you, if you're listening to this podcast, we are not the people that are like, I need them to go back to starving to death and I need them to go back to watching them fish for two hours. I don't need that. No, um, heck no. We are, not, we are not those people that are banging the old Survivor drum. But... The Birdcage thing is kind of stupid. The code words for the other idols, kind of stupid. Um, you know, from Nasir season. Uh, the code words, those were stupid. I hated those. Honestly, the get a bead from everybody to be able to make the community idol was fun, but also kind of stupid. I kind yeah. of wish we could go back to just hiding them without clues and if you find them fantastic if you don't fantastic but make them more hard make them
0: harder to find but they even gimmicked that i told you about this um this is not me breaking this news this was actually i as far as i'm concerned broken on tyson's podcast season 18 was token genes right mm-hmm. tyson and brendan were trying to find the idol without clues And they were looking at the tree mail shrine thing that had been built, which is where the idol was. And production was like, hey, don't mess up tree mail. You know, just don't, don't tear it up. So they prevented Tyson and Brendan from doing the thing that in season 19, which was Samoa, Russell gets all this credit for being the first one to find an idol without clues because they let him. They knew where the clue was and they didn't chase him away from it the way they did Tyson and Brendan one season before. So like, even that was gimmicked, you know, the, the, I, I, I'm i fine with having it set up where there are clues to the idols. The idols are a little harder to find, uh, which is kind of what we saw with some of the idols in blood versus water. Mm-hmm. Um, the final one, I think Tyson ended up finding it. Uh. That was up in the tree. There was a clue for that. It was difficult to find. You probably would not have gone up there. There were a couple on 38 that Rick had a clue for that he had to go find. Um, But then if somebody finds it without clues, that's okay. I, I, I'm with you, though. I, I would just rather go back to that than all the gimmicky beware advantages and put the beads. I like, of these three setups, the birdcage, the silly phrases and the beads i liked the beads the best
1: yeah i did too because at least you had to like strategically do it yeah but it still gave away where the idols were which has led to less idle plays and i just don't think that that's the right way to get less idol plays i think the way to get less idol plays is to put less <laughs> idols in the game right right <laughs> like it's that simple like if you don't want so many idols
0: played don't put them out there and I, there are just so few of the non-idle advantages that I like. That stop doing all of those because that's where it really gets complicated. Yeah, those is are like is the, where it's like we've got an idle and a steal a vote and a nullify a vote and a this like just don't do all that stuff.
1: Yeah, go back to straight up just immunity idols only.
0: Yeah, I'm, there I'm, is a hidden there is a hidden immunity idol with every tribe, and when it when one gets played it and and that's where that's another place where having three tribes from the beginning creates problems is that now instead of potentially two idols at the merge there's potentially three and because everybody's so hesitant to play their idols because everybody knows they have their idols all three generally make it to the merge so there's three there's three idols at any point so after the merge you've got 11 people you've got somebody with a necklace and then three idols, you've got 11 people and potentially four of them are safe.
1: Yeah. It it, it bogs down the experience because the fun part about idols is that you get the cool blindsides and stuff, and occasionally that's still happening, but not nearly at the rate at which I would like to see it happen. I don't mean to happen anymore, but like the effectiveness of it, if that makes sense. So like, we're, we're both big uh, wrestling fans. Um, I, Roman Reigns hitting 12 spears on Brock Lesnar to win, to me, I, I don't need to see 12 of them in order to be excited about it. I just need to see it once, and that'd be really cool, right? Yeah. Like, to me, versus, versus the opposite of that is, like, every time Roman goes to, like, spear him, he hits his uh, shoulder on the post. And we see that 12 times. Like, I don't really want that. Um, Or, because he hurt his arm on the post two matches ago, he's refusing to to do the spear at all uh, against Brock. And then, like, he's just trying to win with the Superman punch. And to me, that's not as fun to watch. And that's what this feels like, is that they've they've made the idol feel like something you can't play unless you absolutely know it's going to let you win that win the match so to speak right um and so they try to hold it until final six so that when they play it they're guaranteed to final five but they forget they forget they have to get there yeah and so
0: and I don't know if that was the perfect analogy I am tired but (laughs) Uh, well, and what you also run into is people—they're like, "Well, if I play my idol now, they're just going to vote me out next time." Because having an because everybody knows you have an idol, it's not even a good play anymore. It's you played the idol because we made you play the idol. You know, it's it's not like some of the older seasons where somebody would play an idol and nobody knew they had it. And, oh, it's shocking! Everyone knows you have it, so just go ahead and play it because we're going to vote for you. And then after you play it, we're going to vote you out next time. And it's so obvious that people are like, well, I'll just delay it. And if I can delay it, maybe they won't vote for me tonight. If I can convince people. It, I don't know. It just it just get, it gets too big brain to borrow a phrase. Um, and I think that's because there's just so much in play. Yeah. Um, and you see things like tonight where everybody just assumed Josh had an idol. You saw that, I think, in every tribe. It was just assumed that, well, they went to that summit and they came over here. They probably had something. So we can't we can't like really try to vote them out, which defeats the purpose. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. It's frustrating. Um, it, it really is. a. It really showcases why this season in particular has been a drag so far, I think. I think you've hit on why um, it's felt that way um, is just. I don't like twist for the sake of twist. And that feels like this season has been chock full of twist for the sake of twist. And when it works, Jeremy, it's brilliant because that's what we saw in the first episode, right? Like when it works perfectly, like the way it, like you get voted out on one vote, that's dramatic television. That's wild. That's insane. We want to talk about it, but when it doesn't work, it's what we've seen the last two episodes.
0: We're like, the big part of the reason is that, a big part of the reason that Carolyn is still there to even have the idols is that Jam Jam was just so dumb that hey, I'm gonna big brain this and play some and and play along with somebody who is a chaos goblin, and I'm gonna vote out the wrong person, and then now oh, the chaos goblin stabbed me in the back. Who could have seen that coming? Everyone, everyone watching the show saw that coming, and but but that's able to happen because they keep shuffling the deck. So anyway. Um, do you have a best edit? Let's just go with this last episode. Let's forget episode three. Do you have a best ep- edit from episode four? Carolyn. Uh, as I said before,
1: I think she's positioned herself in a really good spot. Um, I think think she has the least blood on her hands, uh, if that makes sense. And that she didn't vote for Jam Jam. She didn't vote for Josh. She's worked with both of them. And I just... Jam Jam will have a harder time trying to get Josh to work with him because he voted for him. Josh is going to have a harder time getting Jam Jam to work with him um, simply because uh, Jam Jam can't trust that Josh isn't going to hold that against him, that he voted for him. And Carolyn's kind of sitting in the middle going, whichever one of you can convince me, I'm here to work with you. And I think that insulates her and all she has to do in my opinion is get to the merge and nobody's going to want to vote her out because she can't win immunities. Uh, She doesn't seem like somebody that could win the whole season, but she feels like another Gabler where she chaos goblins her way to the end having no reason to take her out. And she's sitting there and they go, man, she engineered that Sarah blind side you know, she convinced Carson and Jam Jam to work with her. You know, she brought Josh along to Final Seven, and then cut Josh just at the right time, or whatever. Like she seems to be setting herself up to potentially make a run in this game.
0: Yeah, um, that that's a good one. I'm gonna um branch out from that and go with Danny. Um, and, and the reason is. He is obviously somebody who – he's got a little strategic game to him. Um, I don't think – you know, obviously his tribe doesn't know he has that idol, but he does. Um, And he's driving the action. Like, he kind of came up with the idea of, hey, there's two pairs here. I'm with Heidi. He called it couples, which is weird because – weird for us because we know that Franny and Matt are, like, actually kind of coupling. And I don't <laughs> think he and Heidi – I don't think he and Heidi are doing that. I think he's just like, me and Heidi are working together. You two are working together. Let's work together, and let's vote out um, Josh. And then they do the little swappy thing, and they kind of seem like they were still pretty content to just vote out Jamie. Um, But... He's driving that action. He's the one going through the bags, and he's got people. He's got other people watching for him. Like while he's going through Jamie's bag, he's got Franny watching out for Jamie to make sure Jamie's not coming back. He's got all these people bought in when they should all be looking and going, "Hey, if there's one of us that's going to be a problem, in individual, times, it's him." You know, he seems to be pretty smart. Uh, he's very physical. And they should kind of be going, hey, this guy is really driving this action. And maybe they'll do that. Maybe next episode, uh, Franny and Matt will talk and go, you know what? I don't remember volunteering to be on Danny's team. I don't remember. what. And, and maybe Heidi goes, I, we're a couple? We're a pair? Uh, hold on. And maybe those three get together and Danny's gone next episode. But for now, Danny feels like he's driving the action in that green tribe, and he's somebody that if he can if he can get some allies to protect him, and he can win a couple of immunities, he might get into a position where he can run all the way to the end, and he's played a complete enough game um, that he can combat somebody like a like a Carolyn. If Carolyn and Franny and uh, Josh are sitting at the end then Carolyn can... Oh, well, I don't know how she got there. But if you got somebody like Danny who seems savvy enough that he can sit there and go, well, here's how I got there. Um, I replaced that... I, I got that idol and then I replaced the bag to where none of you ever even realized that uh, the, the fake... The, the real idol was gone. um, And you never knew I had it. And that was me. And then I orchestrated voting out Jamie. And then I got us to... to Uh, to the uh the merge and then i brought in this person because of that little group heidi franny and matt he seems like the most likely to be able to go evangelize so to speak and bring in you know uh, go to brandon and say hey man how you feeling on your tribe he's like man honestly i'm uh, i'm kind of on the outs and he brings in brandon and they got five um so I'm, i'm gonna go with with danny uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my worst at it. I think it's Yam Yam or Jam Jam. Rather, I, I read it off of my paper where it's obviously a Y instead of a J because that's how it's spelled. Um, but it's pronounced Y because of the Spanish pronunciation. And, um, I just feel like he, arc, and then we get to see the, uh, because so many times when we see a situation like this, where he hitches his horse to the wrong person, he finds that out when he got voted out. You know, that's the only way it works. When, when you have that arc where he trusts Carolyn and then she's a chaos goblin and she flips on him, she flips on him and he goes home. We don't get that this time. This time we get they're going to come back next week and he's still going to be there. He's still going to be there knowing that like I could be working with Helen and Sarah right now because Carolyn would have been gone. And if Carolyn's gone, we maybe win that we maybe win that uh, immunity challenge or at least finish second. And I didn't go to tribal last night and lose Sarah. I'm not on an island. If I voted out Carolyn three tribals ago or two tribals ago, whatever it was, like I should have, we get to see him deal with that. But tonight it came full circle on him. He chose the wrong horse and has lost two potential allies, and a third potential ally is on another tribe.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Josh. I mean, maybe that's bold. I don't know. Um, he had to play as idol, um, and I don't know that he's necessarily in a fantastic spot. At best, he's, he's the number two on that tribe, but he's also in a spot where, like, if Carolyn, who is a Chaos Goblin, just decides next week that, especially if they stay with the three, if she just decides next week, well, Jam Jam's the person I want to work with. Like, she could do that. Like, she's nuts to some degree. No offense. Uh, but <laughs> she because she's the Chaos Goblin, he tied his horse to her, and now he may end up having to, to, to reap... Um, the non rewards or something. Like I just I don't love it for Josh having to use the idol so quickly and then him being with somebody who is who is so volatile um maybe being in the second spot in that tribe but possibly being in the third spot and having no real like way to save himself next time around. Because Carolyn may go, well he used an idol. He he's got he's building a resume. I gotta get him out. Like that, it that it could be that simple. Um, and Jam Jam, who is now a, more of a free agent, may go to her and say, "Look, I'll work with you to the end. You've got you got an ally of me to the very end. If you just promise to save me next week, and that may be all it takes is to keep keep him around. And Josh is in. Josh is ha- has a less of a bargaining chip because she already saved him once. She may not feel as, as close enough to go. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saving." You. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't love it for Josh. Basically, you took mine, and so I had to pivot and go with. Honestly, both of the guys that are on Carolyn's tribe are in a bad spot. I don't love it for either of them. Um, either. If you had, if I had to rank, if I had to rank the worst edits, it would be those two. And then the best edit goes to Carolyn because she is in such a really good spot. Because, in my opinion, if they go back to tri- tribal. She's the least likely of the three to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, because those two aren't going to work together. Yeah, and they're the weakest tribe. Jam Jam voted for Josh, so Josh doesn't really have any reason to want to work with Jam Jam. Yeah. And Jam Jam's easiest path to get beyond what... If those three have to go to tribal again, Jam Jam's easiest path forward is to go to Carolyn and say, Listen, I did not vote for you. Notice that. Like, that was a thought. I made sure to pivot to Josh to get the weakest link out of here. That was my idea to get the person, the newest person, and to keep our group strong and me, you, and Sarah. You flip to Josh, but, like, I still want to work with you. And I think the best option for us going forward is for, remember, Josh is on the outs to get me and you to the merge so that we can reconnect with Carson and then see what we can do with those, those people going forward. <laughs> So that's why I think maybe going forward, Jam Jam's in a better position than Josh, but yeah, I think Jam Jam had the worst edit tonight that's because true. because Josh was just kind of, you know, doing what he had to do to save himself. To me, Josh, I actually feel like he had a great edit Um because he got on a new tribe. He sniffed it out. He His initial thought was to use his idol on Carolyn. Maybe he just said he was going to use his idol because – that's kind of a perfect play. It works out well for him that he says, hey, I was going to play it on you, but I just got a vibe that they were going to vote for me. And look, I was right. Yeah. Um, but you don't they know how going to
1: interpret that.
0: Well, there were no votes on her. So he's right. You yeah. can't be too mad when like, hey, what's going to happen if it's uh, two votes on me, two votes on Sarah, and then you and Jam Jam have to come to have to come to agreement. Are you going to vote Sarah out or are you going to vote me out? And if you, and if you can't get him to flip, you're going to rocks. No, you're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. You're going to flip. You're going to vote with Jam Jam and you're going to, you're going to send me home. And I knew that because that's just the way this game worked out. I'm not mad at you. Um, I just know that's how it was going to work out. So it was better for me to go ahead and play that idol on myself. Um, because I knew that they were going to vote for me and they did. So I, I feel like Josh had a great it because now going forward he screwed, but <laughs> that, that, that's just the breaks he got. Right, he was he was yeah. the fifth, he was the fifth wheel in the in a tribe of five. He comes over, he's the new man in a tribe of four, and he played his way out of it. Yeah, um, no, you're right. So, but yeah, I mean, obviously, Jam Jam. Now I, I don't have it marked who our winner picks. I think I had Jamie, who I'm not feeling great about. And I think I had Matthew as my two winner picks. Do you yeah, remember who you, you had? Carolyn and Carson. Carson was your second. You, you still sticking with that?
1: Yeah, I'm going to ride that out for a little while at least. Because, like I said, I think Carolyn's in the best spot. And I do think that if your theory is right and heard Jam Jam get to the merge and link back up with Carson and they've got a nice little trio rolling, like those could be the three that get to the final six
0: together. And I've seen some speculation that tonight with our preview for next week that uh, Matthew is there there's some attention being paid to his um to his arm, to his shoulder. Mm. I would be more worried that he was going home if we hadn't seen it in the preview. Yeah. But because we saw it in the preview, I feel like that's going to be something they talk about for like 5 minutes at the beginning of the episode he's and the then one, it's the Matthew that fell, right? He's the dummy that fell. Um
1: Unless they showed it in the previews, because they've, because, well, I don't know, maybe that, that's probably stupid. <laughs> what were you gonna um, say? I was gonna say like if they showed it in the previews, maybe it is gonna show that like that is how he ends up going. I don't know. Is that he finally let like the bad choices of climbing up on rocks finally catches up to him?
0: Yeah, but I think I now what did the old. uh the old double swerve, you know. Yeah. We're like uh, we're like we've we've become accustomed cuz one thing we've become accustomed to in the in recent in the last couple seasons is whatever they show us on the preview doesn't so if they show us on the preview that that his injury is coming back to haunt him, that's going to be something they resolve in the first 5 minutes and then the, his tribe doesn't even go to tribal, he doesn't get medevac, uh, his tribe wins immunity and he's fine. But the double swerve, because for a long time, if somebody showed up in the preview, oh, that they were cooked. But now, it's the reverse. If somebody shows up in the preview as being in trouble, they're not in trouble at all. So the double swerve would be, they show us in the preview that he's hurt, and it's, it's a big pain. Every time he wakes up, he's in pain, and then he gets medevac, And they don't even have a, an elimination next time. Yeah. So, we'll see which it is but uh, we we we,
1: right. we I'm throwing him near the bottom just in case.
0: Oh yeah, he fast, he but he's going to be down there close. Uh so we we managed to talk more tonight than I think we thought we would. Yeah. So Kudos to us.
1: Yeah, kudos to us trying to give you more content than Survivor currently is giving us to work with. <laughs> hopefully the season gets back track, Jeremy I'm excited to continue to talk about it because I do still enjoy this part of Survivor even if Survivor on screen has not been living up to my expectations
0: yep I agree alrighty well uh, we'll hope everybody has a great weekend and uh, we'll see you.